Take your Bibles this morning and turn with me to the book of John. Book of John and chapter 5. We're going to begin reading with verse 24 again this morning. John chapter 5 and verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, truly, truly, surely, surely, this is a firm fact, he that heareth my word, the word of the Son, the word of Jesus, and believe on him that sent me, the Father, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. How does this passing from death to life, how does this take place? How does this happen? Well, by hearing and believing. But how, if you're dead, how do you hear? How do you believe? Verse 25. Verily, verily, truly, truly, surely, surely, there's a firm fact. I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. <laughs> well, if you're dead, how are you going to hear? And how are you going to pass from death to life? Verse 26. For, or because, as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. This verse is the key. The key to having life. The key to passing from death to life. It is the key to hearing and believing on the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father that sent him. So in verse 26, we have self-existence. The fact that he is self-existent is the sixth proof that Jesus gives of his being equal with the Father. The Father. The Father is eternal. He is self-existent. What does the term self-existent mean? It's not a term that is used in Scripture. However, the thought, the 
promises there in Scripture. But what does, the, what does self-existent mean? Well, in Webster's Dictionary, at least 1828 Dictionary, of Webster's Dictionary, they got it right, they had it right. I don't know about Webster's today, if they would, what kind of definition they would give to today. But here's what it means. It means inherent existence. That's who he is. It's a, an inherent existence. The existence possessed by virtue of a being's own nature. <laughs> That's God. <laughs> that, 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 that is, it is possessed by his own nature. That's who he is. Self existent. An independent of any other being or cause. In other words, his being self existent, his being in existence, is not the cause of another being. He is self existent. He exists because that's who he is. An attribute peculiar to God. That is, peculiar to God means belonging only to God. There's not another that it belongs to. It belongs only to God. It doesn't belong to you and I. It belongs only to God. Only God is self-existent. He has life. He has life within himself. He has the power to give life. Being he has life within himself, it is who he is, it is his existence. He has the power to give life. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms in chapter 90. Psalms chapter 90 and verse 1 we read and this is this psalm is said to be a psalm of Moses, a prayer of Moses. Verse 1 says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Notice verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world even from everlasting to everlasting thou art God <laughs> here this verse is proclaiming the eternal God before the mountains were brought forth before the earth was made and the world was made there was God 
he's everlasting to everlasting. In other words, he's from, he, he has no beginning and he has no ending. He's eternal. He's everlasting. He's God. That's who he is. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 10 and verse 10, we read these words. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God <laughs> and an everlasting king. <laughs> he is the living God. He has life in himself. He is life. That's who God is. He possesses all life. We could say this morning that because that's who he is, he holds our life in his hand. He holds the life of all creation in his hand. It's all dependent upon him. Turn with me to the book of Genesis in chapter 2. The book of Genesis in chapter 2. And in verse 7, we here find the details of God making man. From chapter 1 where he said he let us make man in our image. And in the likeness of God made he male and female. Chapter 2 goes into the details of his making of man. In verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Just stop right there. What have you got? Stopping right there, do you have a living man? No. You have a body. There's no life. It's just, it's just a, a vessel of clay, a vessel taken from the dust of the ground, and God formed it. Call it man. No. <laughs> so he's made a body. But he's made a lifeless body. He's made a breathless body. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. You see, it wasn't until God put life in him, breathed in him life, that he became alive. God could do that because he's life. You and I can take clay, can take a clay, and we could make a, a vessel and form it, and we could form it in the likeness of men. And, and, and there, there, there are... I don't know what they call those people that make make those life-like creations of, 
of people that have lived and, and so forth and that are living. You know, and they look pretty good. But they don't have one. They can't, they can't give them life. Oh my God. To do that. And so he did. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy in chapter 30. Deuteronomy 30 and verse 20. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, and that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life. <laughs> You're living because of God. And if you're living spiritually this morning, you're living because of God. God gave you life. God gave you a physical life. And if you have spiritual life, God gives you the spiritual life as well. And the length of thy days, he's the length of... Talking about physical life, you are alive right now because of God. And the length of your days will be because of God. He has determined the length of your life. He gives life and he takes life. All according as it pleases him that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thee thy fathers to Abraham to Isaac and to Jacob to give them God is the life of every man born in the world it's been that way since the day of Adam and it'll continue to be that way all the days of man. Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. Another popular scripture. However, I wonder how well we understand it. Do you understand it? How well do others understand it. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 14 Moses had said when I go to the people and I tell them that God uh, has, has sent me the God of their fathers has sent me uh, he said what is his name what shall I say unto them what shall I say unto Israel and this is what notice what God said and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, 
Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am. That's not you. What does that word I am mean? It is a term of to be, to exist. <laughs> In other words, God is proclaiming his self-existence. He exists wholly and entirely because of himself, because that is who God is. He doesn't depend upon another for his existence. He is God. He is the ever-living God. That is another notion of that term, I am. I exist. I've always existed. And I always will exist. That's who I am. And that's what he told Moses to tell the house of Israel. Turn with me to the book of Job. The book of Job in chapter 33. And look with me here at verse 4. Notice what we read here. The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty hath given me life. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> The unsaved would rather not know that. They try to refute it. They try to, 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 to go there by evolution. They, they only exist because of happenstance. They only exist because of the process of evolution. But God said, I am life. And your life is in my hand. I gave you life. Even the length of your days. <laughs> I have determined it. And it shall be. Back to the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 27. Psalms 27 and verse 1. The Lord is my light. And my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. He's, he's my safety. He's the safety of my life. In other words, my life is, is sustained 
by Him. He, he gives life and He sustains life. Now whom shall I be afraid? That's where you and I need to get today. You and I need to get to the place that we recognize that God gave us the life and He is the sustainer of our life. It doesn't matter what man will do or try to do. Your life is in the hand of the Almighty and the length of your days are His as well. So quit worrying. Quit fussing and fuming. Trust God. Trust God for it. Chapter 36 of the book of Psalms. Chapter 36. And verse 9. For with thee, with God, is the fountain of life, is the spring of life, is the source of life. He's our source of life. <laughs> there is no life apart from God. There's no physical life apart from God. There's no spiritual life apart from God. He's the source of life. He is life. In thy light shall we see light. <laughs> because of Him. Because He's life and life has become the light of men. Because of him we see light. Chapter 42. Chapter 42. In verse 8. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night his song shall be with me. And my prayer unto the God of my life. God's our life. And he says to his people, he says, in the daytime, I'll be with thee. In the nighttime, I'll be with thee. <laughs> you don't have a thing to worry. God dispenses life. And sustains life as it pleases him. Chapter 66. Chapter 66. In verse 9. Psalm 69 says, Which holdeth our soul in life. Remember, he, he formed man of the dust of the ground. And he didn't live yet until he breathed in his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. 
is our soul's life. You see, the soul of man is who man is. This, this is a physical manifestation that I have a soul, that I'm alive. But one day this physical is going to die, but the soul, who I am, is going to continue to live. The question asked this morning, when this physical body dies and the soul continues to live, where is that soul going? Is it going to heaven to be with God? With the Lord Jesus Christ? Or is it going to hell? For eternal separation from God. So life is in the Father. It is in God. Back to our verse in John chapter 5 and verse 26. Jesus is they're telling those Jews, for as the Father hath life in himself, it's a fact. God the Father, self-existent. He has life in himself. That's who he is. He's life. So hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Ah, so the Son also is eternal. He is self-existent. He has life within himself. Turn with me to the first chapter. <laughs> John begins, the Holy Spirit begins this book of John <clears throat> by proclaiming the eternality, the self-existence of Jesus Christ, the Son. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. <laughs> and we've just seen that God is self-existent. God has life within Himself. That is who He is. He's life. And that's who the Son is. Verse 4. In Him, the Word, 14 tells and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Talking about Jesus Christ, the one Son of God. In Him was life. <laughs> Proclaiming His self-existence. He is life. And life was the light of men. That's the morning. You have life talked about here? You're talking about spiritual life. Do you have the life of Jesus Christ? Yeah, then you have the light. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12, I'm the light of the world. Chapter 1, 
chapter 4. What did he what did he tell the the Samaritan woman? There at the, the well, at Jacob's well. Verse ten he said, Jesus answered and, and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that said to thee Give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee what? Living water. He would have given thee life. <laughs> That's what the phrase means. He would have given thee life. He's life. He, he's the giver of life. Talking, obviously the woman had, had a physical life. She was... Had, had lived in, in Samaria. She came to the well to draw water. Jesus was talking to her. Obviously she had physical life, but she didn't have spiritual life. And Jesus is pointing her to the Son of God to spiritual life. Of which He is the giver. John chapter 8 and verse 51, Jesus said, Verily, verily, truly, truly, surely, surely, this is a fact. I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see that he has life. <laughs> if he keeps my saying, if he's obedient to my commands, he's manifesting that he has life. Because Jesus gives life, and He gives life. And those to whom He gives life, they are obedient. They obey His commands. And so He said in chapter 14 of John, in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You expect to get to the Father? You expect to spend eternity with God? It must be by Jesus Christ. He's the giver of life. The giver of spiritual life. Turn with me to 1 John. The first John. Chapter 5 and verse 11. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11, just a few pages from the back of your Bible. 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, Jude, Revelation. 1st John 5 and verse 11. And this is the record. That God hath given to us eternal life. He gave life to us that are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. How did He do it? And this life is in His Son. <laughs> Only as you are in the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. 
He has the power to give life to as many as the Father hath given Him. Or, as He said in another, <laughs> as He will. To as many as the Father hath given Him. And He gives it to all His sheep. And they will never perish. Or as Scripture says, shall never perish. Turn with me, John. Uh, John the book of John, chapter 10. John chapter 10. In verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to seal. Notice the tense of the verb. I mean, Satan, the thief, he continually, continually comes, but only as a robber. Only as a thief. And to kill. And to destroy. I, Jesus said, I am come that they, the sheep, might have life. <laughs> He's the giver of life. Coming, you must come to him to have life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that they might have it more abundantly. <laughs> so it's not just life. <laughs> those that come to Christ, those who are in Christ, it is an abundant life. It is a life that will never cease. It would never end. It is for eternity. And by the way, if you didn't know, if it's everlasting life, if it's eternal life, then it's a doctrine of eternal security of the believer. <laughs> the only, only way you can state it. Because if that life ever ceases, then it's not eternal. It's not everlasting. And it never ceases. It's not contingent upon you. Your getting of life was not contingent upon you. Your keeping of, of that eternal life is not a, contingent upon you. It's continued upon the source of life. God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 11. Chapter 11 and verse 25. And one of his closest earthly friends. He says this to her. Jesus said unto her, that is to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. The life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, he was dead, he were dead, yet shall he live. Though this body, they lay it in the ground, I continue to live. And to live in Christ 
and I know because I continue to live in life that one day that body is going to be resurrected like unto his glorious body. Just as he came forth from the dead. Again, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John chapter 14, verse 6. Turn to the book of Romans. The book of Romans in 5, and verse 21. Romans 5, 21, we read, that as sin hath reigned unto death, we were dead in sins and trespasses. Even so might grace, the grace, God's gift, reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Christ Jesus our Lord. By Christ Jesus, He's the giver of life. He's the giver of eternal life. Second Timothy. Second Timothy, chapter 1, and verse 10. But it's now manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who shall abolish, who hath abolished death, and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. <laughs> through the preaching of the gospel. The working power of the Holy Spirit. We have life. Through Jesus Christ. We have immortality. This mortal must put on immortality. This corruption must put on incorruption. And one day this body is going to be immortal. This body is going to put on incorruption. Because Christ lives. We know that we shall be united with these bodies again, but not these bodies of sin. Turn with me to 1 John again. 1 John five. Last time we were here, we read verse 11. Now we'll read verse 12. 1 John 5 and verse 12. He that hath the Son hath life. <laughs> it only stands to reason, doesn't it? If you have he who is self-existence, if you have he who is life himself, then it only stands to reason that if you have him, you're going to have life. That's what the Word says. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. <laughs> you're dead in sins and trespasses, and, and to come out of, of being dead in sins and trespasses, you, you have to have Christ, you have to have the life to have life, and because you don't have 
the life because you don't have Christ, you're still dead. Make sense? <laughs> you got to have the giver of life. You have the source of life. And he is the source of life. I ask you this morning, do you have life? I'm not talking about the physical life. Obviously, you're sitting here and, and it looks like you're, you're still alive. It looks like you're breathing physically alive. But I'm asking you this morning, do you have spiritual life? Do you have Jesus Christ? Do you have the giver of life? Just one other passage in closing comes to my mind. We'll probably read it this afternoon as well. But John chapter 17 and verse 2, Jesus says to the Father, He says, Thou hast given Him, the Son, Jesus, power over all flesh that He should give eternal life. Our text verse <laughs> that the Father gave to the Son to have life in Himself, to be the possessor of life, to be self-existent. This verse tells us that He gives eternal life to as many as Thou, as the Father, hath given Him. So it tells us there was a time in heaven before the heavens and the earth were made, before God created the heavens and the earth, when He loved a people not yet born, He ordained them to eternal life, chose them to have eternal life by giving them to the Son, who in turn gives them life that they might live. I ask you again this morning, do you have the Son? Has He given you everlasting life? Shall we stand?